I read a little book on Taoism, and I lay back on my bed, and I said, okay, you know what I'm going to imagine now? I know that within, like, maybe... It's a philosophy like, of how to run the Dow Chemical Company. How to run it out of town. I said, well, maybe in, like, 90 years or something, I'm going to die. So now I'm going to pretend to find out how it feels. die, depending on how... To die. I've been doing that, too. Yeah, I know I'm going to die, and I'm not afraid of it anymore, so I'll just lay down. I've got to feel what it's like to die. I mean, because I know that Peter Bergman, I'm going to live to be 120, I'm saying, right? Even so, 90 years. What's 90 years? I mean, we've been killing people of another color because we think they're more sexually potent than us for, like, 150 years, and it's but like a speck in the mind of God. I mean, it's like nothing. So I lay down and said, well, in 90 years I'm going to die. I may as well do it now. And it was really fascinating, man. I said, okay, what does it feel like? Okay, I'm dead. And I, I realized that being dead and being alive, same thing. No Intimations <laughs> of immortality. Intimations of immortality, exactly, on a day with no smog. I said, okay, I'm dead. Oh, it's freaky. Try it sometime. Don't be afraid to die. Yeah, dying isn't so bad, man. Uh, natural <laughs> death isn't so bad. No. I don't think, because I've, I've begun dying to dig, you know, that fine. about 70, you must start to transfer into another body, you know. It's death like, that's the bummer. Yeah. 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 It's that the fear of dying yeah. that, that, that gets us, man. Right. We, right. Death, death is just I was just trying to think of a line there. of E.E. E. I mean, Cummings from a poem of his. Right. Right. Dying is fine. Yeah. But, baby, death. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's the bummer. Yeah. Well, look, we're committed to making the unknown writer known to dispel the fear of rejection. That's, what, that's what's necessary, and, yeah. D let me go on. And to direct every writer to success, seeing his work in print. Poet, poetry, poetry and prins, prose are selected for musical animation. Through Rand, you receive a 75% royalty. <clears throat> we have a promotional program. Here's some more. Well, the news is coming in all okay. the time. Yes, Dress up day at Whittier High, 1930. Richard Nixon masquerading as a bum panhandler <laughs> amuses his girlfriend, Ola Florence Welch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Oh, look at that. Dick was a marvelous actor, says Mrs. Job. Quick, perceptive, responsive, Almost industrious. Ronald Reagan. He, was in, he was industrious in everything. President Bulldog, persistent. Bulldog tenacity. Oh. He that was his homeroom teacher, Bulldog Tennessee. Right, he had to be deeply... <laughs> An Irishman, I do believe, eh? I, I have no idea how no, tremendously no, interesting and engrossing he was, at least to me, the daughter of a small-town police chief. Oh, and here's Mr. Mrs. Job in their dune buggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She used to French him. She uh, did? Behind the gym, yeah. French him? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Oh. Dick Nixon being Frenched by the daughter of a small-town police chief in her dune buggy? <laughs> he was combative. Rather than conciliatory. He fought this he had guy a nasty here. head. That guy he seemed to me to lack tenderness, right? Yeah. I used to say... Capricorn. Yeah, right. He's a Capricorn. Right? Through and through. He Toughest no mushroom in town, None she says. They're locked. That's wonderful. Well, this is swell. How can a man with well, locked knees be president? That's huh? right. This is Richard Nixon. Everyone expects... It's the secret story of Richard Nixon in Parade magazine. That was copped out of Life listening. magazine or something else that I saw somewhere, actually. Well, this is the girl that but might have nice, been the wife of, uh, of the, the she man. Might, she might have been the first stinker. She might have been Mrs. Man, the yeah. Eva Brown. <laughs> 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 Eva! There's Dick. When okay. Eva falls in the bunker, Here is 145 gone. pounds soaking wet. He's drunk here. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful here, man. He really looks like a young, handsome Capricorn. That's, uh, there, right? Yeah, that's no, Washington, D.C., like man. 
He's old lady. He's pretty. got his daughter. He's got his little daughter in a stock. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's right, well, he's on the pure. This is when he's on the Puritan he's, Council. He's defoliating Japanese cherry trees yeah, in Washington. Right, right. He's looking to see it. at the end of this branch out of the picture here. They don't show it. There's a little Jap hanging here. Little Jap. They used to hang them on the cherry trees there during the war. Then they dropped the bomb on them. The war, remember? The war! Oh, I remembered my famous fascist OK, which was being slightly impressed by the radio scripts that said, but under the University of Chicago, they were making a much different type of football. This was big boy. Probably in about 60 seconds. Destined to end the war that nobody wanted. Okay, hold you I realized today that it was a Japanese manager. Phil, put on what? your earphones, Peter. It's a call from home. Mom? Hello? Hi, Mom. Hello, I'm at a German restaurant in Yorktown. Well, yavo. Uh, well, Tell that's me if you fine. Can hear this music. Oh no, they just stopped. Can you hear the noise in the background? It's, uh, it's you know, is he there? It's, it's Sunday night here in Yorktown, and the people are having a wonderful time. I just had a very unnerving experience. Uh oh. Okay. I went to a party uh, uh, up on the 17th floor. Of a, of a house, rather large apartment building, and it turned out to be like one of these incredible, gigantic semi-penthouse uh, rooftop places, immensely wealthy, and uh, the atmosphere was quite uh, decadent, <laughs> to say the least. Uh-oh. I had my little Minox camera with me, right? Which, I, which I'm carrying all the time as part of, of uh, everything that I'm doing right now. You know, the film is well being yes right are you there yeah yes. oh yeah we know yes. who you are oh, okay okay so i i put some film in it and some and this one guy said uh, you're not gonna take any pictures with that and i said oh no if it makes anybody uptight you know i won't take any pictures but i also kind of debated with him the idea of you know what are you afraid of and what's well, bothering what you and it could be the fact that they were sniffing nitrous oxide from tanks in the living room yeah. it might have had some effect laughing gas uh, to you and me it's my first high at the dentist's office. So anyway, I put the camera away, and I was out talking on the veranda with uh, a psychiatrist named Herb, uh, who was uh, telling me some interesting things. And all of a sudden, they come in and they say, uh, where's Marvin? Was that what they were calling me? Harvey. Where's Harvey? Right? And uh, I, I walked into the other room, and they were saying, there he is. There's the blank blank with the Minox camera. Right? And I said, what are you talking about? He said, I'm not a spy, you know, what, what are you doing? What's this number? And uh, these two girls, uh, who are sort of the power aspect of the cabal that exists up there, uh, the one said, all right, hand it over, hand it over. So I took out my male symbol, which is, you know, sheathed in black and attached to my belt by a silver cord, right? And I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew what she was going to do, but I thought, you know, I, I knew she wasn't going to take the film out. I knew she was going to do something more dramatic than that because the environment was so crazy and devilish. So I took it off. Sure enough, she takes it in her hand and she walks out onto the veranda and heaves it off the roof 17 stories up. Right? So I walked, I walked, <laughs> I stood there. I said, that's my camera. And they were saying, oh, she'll buy another one. But uh, the action had been completed. My initial response was, well, put on my jacket and go. And then I had a rap with a guy out in the hall, Gary, a photographer, who had initially told me not to use the camera. And he was saying, well, you know, we have, yeah, the house rules are such that you can do things here because of the things that we use, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I better not reveal too much more of it because this is, this is Rosemary's baby. Oh, really? Understand? Huh? Well, Phil, now you take care of yourself. Oh, yes, you I will. Are you, uh, uh, just don't tell the story to anyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, keep it a secret. Yeah. And, uh, there, there is an awful lot of this kind of, of in 
especially in New York, the caves, you know, inside kind of thinking. And uh, it's, it's, it was also exemplified recently by an experience that happened in the park while we were making the movie. Uh, a boy drowned in the boat park while we were filming. And uh, although uh, we didn't uh, see the drowning or anything, there was a search operation going on with policemen uh, skimming across the lake with boats and grappling hooks. And uh, so the director said, well, let's, let's film some of this. And we had a BNC, which is a blimped, noiseless camera. It's the largest camera that, that, that there is. You know, it's the giant monster covered, for, covered with all this equipment so you don't hear the motor, right? And uh, uh, it was set up on a heavy tripod uh, to film some of this action. And then uh, Jaglum said uh, uh, to Tuesday Weld, he said, the director said to Tuesday Weld, go and stand by the lakeshore looking at it. And she did. And then he says to me, okay, now you go and take out the Super 8 camera and start filming it. So I did, and then he says to her, he says, okay, now you uh, take, don't let him film it. It's terrible what he's doing. Take the camera, don't let him. So she started, you know, hitting me and grabbing the camera and trying to throw it away. And I, I couldn't film it, so I finally just said, all right, all right, I won't, I won't film it. It's okay. And she went running off, and I ran off after her. And immediately we were surrounded by a group of young people who were all saying, were you, are you filming that? Are you filming that? Not me, the camera, with a camera, but are you, me, being filmed by that big camera which is filming this. And I said, yes, you know. They didn't explain it like that. I mean, I just said, yes. And then immediately there was, are uh, you making money from this? And, you know, who's, who's making money from this? And I said, don't you see what we just did? We just filmed what you were doing. That's what we did. We made a comment on filming of real things. Because we're filming real things in this movie. It's about real things. So I found myself, again, on both sides of the mirror. Right. Well, you know, judgments were being a guilt by association was being made by people because of a kind of a uh, an over self uh, neurotic reaction brought down into self. Do you understand? Yes, yes, I do. Your father's here. He wants to talk to you. <laughs>